Welcome to our opinion. This is Saratoga Best. We are learning about Hanukkah and being that my birthday is the first night of Hanukkah. And this is a mimer about um, the 25th, which is my birthday. I thought it would fit. And, of course, the question is, you know, what is Hanukkah really? And why does it come out on the 25th? In other words, we're, we're going to go through this whole holiday. So what, you know, on a very American level, because American means we're always thinking, what is in it for me? That's just, that's just the American way. So what is in it for us, this whole eight days of Hanukkah? What do we get out of Hanukkah, so to speak? So I'll just give a review, and we're going to actually jump into the middle of the minor. The beginning of the mimer is speaking about that in Chofhei of Kislev, of course, we know that the Greeks, um, the, um, the Greeks had gone into the, the holy, and, and we know that they defiled it. Everybody knows that. And for three years, it was defiled. We know that. And, of course, we know the story that the Chashmanayim, the Maccabees, came in, and they won the war today on the 24th, which that's a whole other issue. That seems like the real miracle. And then they were able, because they won the war, they were able to get into the base of Migdash, which had been in the hands of the Greeks, of the enemy, for three years. And now they released it. Now they, they won it back, so to speak. And, of course, we all know that they set about um, trying to purify very defiled base on Nigdush, but when it came to the Menorah, of course, we know that they didn't have olive oil that was fit to light the Menorah. We all know that, and etc. Everybody knows the story. So, of course, here's the question. Why isn't the 24th the real miracle? The 24th is the day when a tiny band of guerrilla warriors one against a giant, massive, well-trained, well-oiled, absolutely professional um, army of thousands or 140,000 troops, I think. There were 40,000 troops with war, war machines and elephants and everything. They were the, the best in the world and the best trained. And there were 40,000 troops or 40,000 men. You aren't going to, you and your brothers, a little band of zealots, are not going to win with your little bow and arrow or whatever you have, with your guerrilla warfare. You're not going to win against this professional army. Period. Just like today in the world, you know, we've got big, big guys with the plans, with all the money, with the billions of dollars, trillions of dollars at this point, at the top, with a plan to take over the world for uh, with with uh, for in the name of and with the tools of unholiness and they feel quite successful and they are quite determined and they have all of the they have at their disposal everything they need to win this war to create to turn this world into the opposite of a dear the opposite of a godly world they have a very, very distinct plan to make this world permanently an ungodly place, an anti-godly place, and they have all the money in the world to do it. And they have the whole media on their side and all of the government organizations, et cetera, et cetera. They've got enough on their side with all the big money and the pharmaceutical company and everybody else on their side, and they are planning to win. 
And we're a little band of zealots who stand for truth. How can we win against them? How can we possibly? We ah, We stand for truth, for the truth of Hashem. They stand for Tumah. We stand for Tara, purity. They stand for Tumah. But they have the money. So do you win just because you stand for truth? Don't you win when you have all the money and all the resources and the media and everybody and the government in your hands and you've paid them off? Isn't that the way to win? Money talks. Trillions of dollars talk. We don't have trillions of dollars. So what is it about? And today is the day on the 24th that the victory happened. It was a long war. It was a long battle. I don't know how long it went on. But the band of guerrillas, the Maccabees, Mila Shemelai, they won. They weren't particularly well-trained or anything, but they stood for truth. They were very determined. They stood for truth. They were a little, as the Greeks said, you know, moth-eating band of guerrilla warriors. And we won on this day. Um, the, the many were given into the hands of the few. That is the essence of today. The many were given into the hands of of the few. We are the few, those who stand for truth. And the many are standing for non-truth, the opposite of truth. They're standing for falsehood and lies. Today is the day that exemplifies that the many liars, the billionaire liars, with all the people they've paid off, will lose. And truth will win. And we will win. Because we stand, Maccabees, we stand for truth. We stand for Hashem's truth. So we don't care how many there are of us. We are there with Mashiach and Hashem in the place of truth. And we will win. And that's the energy of today. That's the Kayak of today. So, of course, the question comes up, if that's the case. And that's a whole other Shia. And then, of course, the question comes up. By the way, if my speaking is very, I will try to hold the microphone. This is a very poor uh, headset. If it's not clear, somebody just unmute and tell me it's not clear, please. But I will try now. Um, so, of course, why does Hanukkah start on the 25th? And we're going to just deal with one. There are many, many pieces to it. But obviously, the the miracle of the 25th the miracle of, of Hanukkah comes on the heels of this victory. It's not just that we had a physical victory, a military victory. That's not the issue. The issue is why we had a military victory, because of what we just said. Truth, in the end, ultimately prevailing. And when we think about it, that's the whole idea of the coming of Mashiach. It doesn't look like it could ever happen because you have a very big world who are addicted to falsehood and anti-God lifestyles. A lot of people. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So how is Mashiach ever going to take over the world? It always seems like it'll be an impossibility other than Hashem just wiping everybody else out and it doesn't seem like he's planning to. So what exactly, what exactly is Hashem's plan? 
So here in the Sikha, here in the Mimer, this is the Mimer Pashim Lamed Bav, which is 1975, I guess. 1975. Very different world in 1975. But here in the Mimer, the Rebbe is speaking about um, the victory um, of the of the means unholy powers. Um, was in a certain way. What, of course, what they had a certain project in mind. They had a certain goal in mind. We know that their goal, and everybody knows it, was not to destroy Ostrakovich. They did not want to get rid of the Jewish people at all. Oh no! On the contrary, they needed us around. They wanted us around. They needed us so that they could siphon off from our holiness and. Essentially, um, if you look at a tree, a tree um, that has um, organisms on it that are parasitic, those parasites do not want to kill the tree. The parasites eat the food of the tree. They feed off the tree. If there's no tree, they no longer live. So the parasites do not want to get rid of the tree. Oh, no. They want that tree to stay alive but they want to then take the good stuff from the tree. Keep feeding me, O tree. I will just, I will destroy your integrity, but I want you around so I can keep feeding off your integrity and turning it into food for myself, living off your life force. That's what the parasitic organism essentially says to the tree. That's what the Greeks were all about. We will go in. We will not destroy your Judaism. No, not at all, Dr. Pitt. We will defile it. We will defile it, Dr. Pitt. Destroying it means we wouldn't have life. We live off you guys. Same thing, too. It's got to be that today the globalists and the guys with the bad plans, Although they say they want to control the population and eliminate the whole big section of the population, all kinds of, God forbid, but they need us for them to bring their dastardly deeds into fruition. They simply want to defile our godly intent in being here in this world. So, um, what did the Greeks do? Let's go back to the Greeks. In order to defile the essence of truth, which comes, which is Tyra, they went in and they knew that the oil is the physical embodiment of truth. The deepest aspects of Tyra, which are called Pneumis of Tyra, the deepest, deepest secrets of Tyra, the very essence of Tyra, not the details of what time do you light candles and what kind of oil do you have to use. That's the external details. The internal details is what is what are what is candle lighting really? What is the essence of it? Who commands us to light the candles and why? Why are we lighting them in the What's it all about really? What is the truth that's embedded in the lighting of the Manira? Not what time do you light it and what size candle and how much oil. Why do you light it? Why, man, why, why oil? Why manure? Why now? Why this? Why that? What is it really? So, 
that, which is called Panini Satira, has a physical counterpart. When that truth contracts billions and billions of times, however many times it does, it actually comes into the world looking like oil, physical oil, kind of the, the essence of all things, the substance of all things. So they knew instinctively, go for the oil. If they're going to defile truth, it's much easier to just defile its physical counterpart in the world defile the physical oil for the Manaira. The Manaira was the means through which the entire world was, elim- was illuminated spiritually from inside the base of Mesa. So the Greeks said, great! Let's go defile it. Now, by the way, why the Greeks? So one of the answers is, is because once the Tyra was translated into Greek, not because... Jewish leaders said to do it, but because they did it, they received what's called the Yanika. They had some power over Tyra. And I have a thought, just saying this is my thought. The the word Yavan, which means Greece, is good is Chachma, pure Chachma, pure wisdom, pure truth. Vav is, once you start to bring, is bringing something down. Once you start to bring that, that pure truth out of it, theoretical place and start to bring it down into the world of love. That's what we're here to do. That's what it means, bringing Mashiach. Take that pure, pristine truth that they tried to destroy, that they tried to defile, and bring it down into everyday life. But what's the nun of Yavan? It's continuing bringing it down, 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 but it brings it below the line into an energy that's unholy. Once it's below the line, you're in the unholy territory. And then the other guys, the other guys can get their hands on it. That's just my thought. And that's how the Greeks, their name is Yavan, were able to get their hands on pure, at least a little bit, their hands on pure truth. To even get near it, to defile it. Otherwise, they would have looked for oil in the base of Migdash and not found any because it would have been outside of their reach. But it was within their reach, except for that one cruise of oil, which was of a different frequency. That one jar of oil was of a different, I'm going to call it frequency, than all the other jars of oil. So that one they couldn't find. That one was outside of their reach. The parallel today in the world is the globalists can foment all of their plans and their revolutions and their stuff and their corruption, but there's a frequency, there's a level of truth that they can't find or get their hands on because it's outside of their 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 range. They can't get to it. And we'll see in a, in a couple of minutes what that is. And that's what Hanukkah is all about. Celebrating, believing in, and illuminating our lives and the world with that level of truth that the, that the bad guys, the unholy forces, cannot get their hands on. So, this is probably going to be a two-part, but okay. So what is oil? It's truth. 
Oil is also the union of seichot. It's intellect. Your ability to think. Intellect. Pure intellect. Pure wisdom. And so oil is used to illuminate. Your wisdom is there to illuminate everything in your world and the whole world. Um, so um, so the in our own Vaida of we know they looked and looked and looked and all they and, and they were not able to find the very essence of un, unsullied truth. That's the Maida Aniya Vayit. Why is it, and everybody knows, why is it that you say Maida Ani in the morning before you wash your hands? Just first wash your hands and then say Maida Ani. What's, what's the difference of five seconds? Don't be lazy. But we're here to testify and to bring into, into actual life the concept that there's a part of you that can't be touched by the unholy energy. You're, the maida'ani of a Jew cannot be defiled. It's not, we don't want to defile it, or they don't let. It can't be found or touched by unholy prices, by unholy energy. It can't be found. And so, that's the maida'ani of a Jew. And that's the tachshemen. That is that cruise of oil that could not be found. So, um, What does this mean for us in Avaida? The war of the Avanim, of the Greeks, as we say in the Nusach Al-Hanism, um, um, the, the Nusach shows, with talking about Al-Hanism, Al-Hanislav, Al-Nochamas, etc., um, what was the purpose here? What was the purpose of the Greeks? Besides what we just said to to um, defile truth, how were they going to get it? Besides that they touched the oil, we got it physically. But let's move up a little bit spiritually. How were they going to defile truth? Very simple. Lashkicham tayrasecha to make us forget that it's Hashem's tayras. To make us forget that. We could otherwise think, oh, I get it. Amazing body of knowledge. What a philosophy. Torah is a fantastic, brilliant, incredible philosophy. Wow. What does it have to do with God? Nothing. It's an interesting philosophy. It's very, very wise book of ethics and, and insight into what's going on in life. Something to do with God? I've never heard of that. That's what the Greeks said. They said, connection to God? What are you talking about? Not only that, if you people stubbornly insist that Tyra is more than just a good encyclopedia, we will destroy you. Sounds familiar. Here we have it going on today in the world. Bunch of guys with all the money at the top saying, what do you mean this is God's world? No, it's not. All God's laws this is the globalist thing. We will change around the gender thing and the democracy and the this and the that. We're changing. Change the food, change everything. Life has no value. 
yada, yada, all these things that the globalists are saying, they're saying, there's nothing, in, what are you talking about? God has something to do with this world? Absolutely not. And then they say, we've got, the, we've got social media to brainwash you, to forget, to forget that all the stuff you're studying about is that it's Hashem's world, Hashem's truth, Hashem's Torah. So the Greek said, it's not good enough that we don't believe this has anything to do with God. We've got to get you truth people, you Jews, to believe that none of this has anything to do with God. That's what, that's what they were do, there to do. Um, of course, we know their, their war was not only against the learning Tyra, but you've got to get, you know, you've got to get it to the point where you no longer make any connection in your mind with God, with Hashem. There may be God over there, and then there's this Tyra thing over here, and in their minds, never the twain shall meet. That was the war. Was it worth it for people to give their lives, Al Kiddush Hashem, to fight to the war to the point of Mesiris Nefesh for this? Yes. So, here we'll do the last part of the Maimon, if we can. In order to win the war, they needed this cruise of oil with the seal of the Kayan Gadol. That means Mesiris Nefesh in Avaida, it means that cruise of oil with the seal of the Kayan Gadol has a counterpart in our lives. Its counterpart would be Mesiris Nefesh above anything that makes sense. Mesiris Nefesh for truth. For Hashem and His Tyrus. Above anything, above your intellect. Um, the Kayan Gadol is higher than Chachma. And Tyra, which is all about Chachma, it's Tyra Or, the light of Tyra. And yet, it doesn't say, It doesn't really explain why you have to have Mesiris Nefesh. And that's the reason why, in Tyra, as it is revealed, there can be a war in Tyra, and they can defile the oil. Why? Today, they're able to get that close to the truth and try to defile it. But in order to win the war, we have to have an awareness. We have a war going on in the world today. It's called Melchamas Hashem. Yilcham Melchamas Hashem v'yenetzeach. The wars of Hashem are being fought. The last seconds of the war of Hashem are being fought. What do we need to do to win the war? To bring laham shechatatar mi'chadish minaysanatar. To bring down a brand new Tyre every single moment from the one who gives us the Tyre. To connect to the giver of the Tyre. The physical counterpart of that is, is that cruise of oil that had the seal of the Kayan Gadol. That's the physical counterpart of this Avaida of being in the world and you tune into the deepest truth without compromise. And what we do, it brings us to Mesiris Nefesh higher than Tyrus. 
דהנה אין אם מספיק לזה המשך את האור ממקור כמו שהוא בהלם יש לנו במציאות. אוי, זה קשה. זה לא מספיק bringing down light from its source as it is concealed. Moshe Al-Havis should imagine that there is a spark, there's a little bit of a fire in a, in a coal that already seems that it's out, but it's there. That sounds like us. That sounds like the world today. The world seems like just cold to the truth. Unbeknownst to us, there's a little spark of fire inside, and if we play our cards right, boom. It will cause a little flame that will then cause a fire that will take over the fire of truth that will take over the whole world. We have to bring the light down to its source. Um, right, just like we said, just like this fire that's sitting there inside the coal. So this fire inside this, this, this coal, you don't see it. It's all hidden. So you have, if you hit the stick, if you hit the coal, the spark's going to come out. Same thing in Avaida. In order to bring down something that's concealed, who are you really? What is the world really? What is life all about really? It's all packed in there and no one sees it. How do you get it out? Even your own potential. How do you get your own potential out? It's in there. Everybody knows you're not using. How do you get it out? You hit the coal, the, the piece of coal, with a stick, and the spark comes out. And then it takes, and then it goes on fire. It, and we needed to do that. We had to bring something out of potential in order to win the war against the Yavanim. For that, you need Masiris Nefesh. There's a moment at which you need to go out of the comfort zone and do something beyond what makes sense. And that's what we did. Masiris Nefesh has to be even higher than Masiris Nefesh that you can understand. It could be, We could have Masiris Nefesh. So, what this war demanded and what the war now demands is a mysterious nefesh that's higher than anything that you can explain. Why are you going so much for truth? I don't know. I'm just compelled to. I'm one with Hashem. This kind of mysterious nefesh is like the concealed thing that inside the coal. And that's why, and we might just bring this to a conclusion here. Okay, and so the war was in a way that a few of us won over their big, giant, professional army. Kalashim biyad giborim, the weak won over the, the, the mighty. The few won over the many. What does that show? In order for the few to win over the many and the weak over the mighty, we're the people who don't have all the money in the world. I don't have as much money as Mr. What's-His-Name up there. I don't have the trillions. How am I going to win? Ah, Mr. Snefesh. I just go for truth. 
as it says, because the war of the Avanim, of the Greeks, was to try to get us to forget whose Tyre this is. Where is truth coming from? Because that was their war, what is the advice to this? The serious nefesh. It's the only thing that will tip the scale so that, so that we won. And therefore, what was revealed to us? The true union of mysterious nefesh, which is the highest way of mysterious nefesh that makes no sense whatsoever. Why are you doing it? I don't know. Even if you want to explain, I do it because I love Hashem and He's my life, as the Ramam says. Um, even if you serve Hashem because you want to have Ilam Haba, um, that's not the ultimate. You're still doing it because, you know, right now it won't be easy, but I'll get the goodies later. That's not the real thing. Because I'm still serving myself. Why am I doing it? I want to have a good life later. I'm willing to put off a good life, have a hard life now, so I can have a good life forever and ever in Ilam Haba. But that's still, I'm looking for what's good for me. There's mysterious nefesh that I'm not looking for what's good for anybody. I just, this is just who I am. I'm a Jew. And this is Hashem's truth. And that's it. So, um, the true union of Messiris Nefesh, Messiris Nefesh, comes down, this kind of Messiris Nefesh will be pulled out of us when they go for the jugular. When they go for the truth. They can push us so far until they challenge the very core of who we are. And they challenge, wait, whose world is this? Whose Tyre is this? It's Hashem's. And that they say, no, 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 no. At that point, they lost. Once they touch and they try to destroy Kaidish Kadashim, we will fight with everything we have. And we will win. And that's why when we stepped into that mode of mysterious nefesh, there was the cruise of oil. Boom! Of course we found it. That cruise of oil is the that was pure, so pure, that the Greeks, the evil guys, couldn't get their hands on, couldn't even find, couldn't see. They would never find it. They could never defile it. It was outside of their field of vision. That was the Maidani of a Jew. They don't even know about the mighty Anivaju, and they can't touch it. They can't get close to it. Once we stepped into that mode of self-sacrifice, the mysterious nefesh, purely for Hashem, well, obviously, the physical counterpart of our mysterious nefesh, what does it look like? A bottle of pure oil for the Menaira to illuminate the world with. Sealed with a, of the highest order. Sealed with the seal of the Kayan Gadol. Which means we brought down, we drew down with our mysterious nefesh, the level of pure oil from a place, um, from a place of concealment. We drew out of a place of concealment in the spiritual world an energy that nobody else could do. And boom, there it was. Appeared, came out of hiding, was manifested, came into being, I don't know. Did the cruise of oil exist and we just couldn't find it? Or did the, did, did the jar of oil exist and we just couldn't find it until we did the proper avida? Or did it not exist and we brought it into existence from 
the world of potential, you know, I'm studying now in science whether it's true or not, I don't know, that everything is a wave of, of, of energy, and at some point with your with the right thought, et cetera, the, you cause the wave, just saying it might be true, it might not, the wave to collapse and actually, once it collapses, it becomes an actual physical thing. I don't know. Maybe yes, maybe no. Interesting theory. So did we cause this cruise of oil to come into being and it wasn't there physically before? Or it was there and we just didn't find it? I don't know. Whoever wants to do it for homework can find out. Um, that's why Shazoin in the Chassam, this pure, pure, pure oil deals with the seal of the Kayinzaru. It's of a whole other quality frequency than anything that we know about in life. And the Kayinzaru seal. And through our mysterious message, we also we won the war spiritually. So obviously it caused us to physically win the war. So to end off, what we're talking about is writing a Manaira is that the light is coming from the deepest, deepest place and that deepest, the deepest place of, of, of kind of a, a reality of truth that is practically inaccessible other than for a Jew. Or not, and when we tune into, it corresponds to that, that light, you know, you can't, you, you can't take advantage, you can't sit at the Manaira and read a book. If there's no other light in the room, etc. It's not. It's not everyday kind of user-friendly light that uh, you know. I can't find. I can't find the spices uh, or whatever it is. I, I I can't read this label on my spices, so I'll hold it at them and I read it. We don't use that stuff. You're talking about a light that is so intensely holy that um, only a Jew has access to it, and it's essentially concealed. And it is who each of us is. That light of Hanukkah, the light of Mashiach, is in each of us. It is not only in each of us, it is who we are. Which explains why everybody's having such a hard time now. Because we are, we feel the light of Mashiach. And it's very powerful. And it's like, rah, you know, it's like a, a giant explosion in us. And yet we don't, we're, tr- we're, we're trying to create the vessels and... Uh, to be able to deal with this light and figure out who am I, you know, why am I feeling so weird? So <laughs> why is life so weird? And in this last second of the battle of Mashiach to illuminate the world, to light the Menaira from inside the base of Nizish, that means from inside of us. Mashiach is lighting the Menaira inside of each of us. This base of Nizish is not just the third the physical third base of English that will be. It's the that third physical base of English is sitting right inside of us at this very moment. And Mashiach is not going to light it. He is lighting it. And we are lighting it. When we do our part and really say, I am for Hashem no matter what. When we light that and then he illuminates it in us, we can be very small on the inside. We can feel like very small people who really have very few merits. But just like the windows were very narrow in the base of English on the inside, but they were very wide on the outside, as small as they were on the inside, they just, boom, illuminated the whole world. So we are small people, most of us, 
with small deeds and small accomplishments and all this other stuff and small cake, whatever it is. But we have this massive effect in illuminating the world way beyond what we see ourselves capable of doing because it's not us. When we say, okay, Hashem, do your holy work through us. We're ready. Tell us what you need us to do so that you can make us ultimately powerful, ultimately luminous to illuminate the whole world, to be that living Beis Amigdash. And that's what Mashiach is doing. When he's fighting the wars of Hashem, Hashem he's fighting the wars of Hashem and he is winning. And it sure like looks like no, but it does not look like the side of truth and light is winning right now. It looks very dark and, and cloudy and confusing. And yet, what's really happening is he, Mashiach, and Hashem are in the Antira and truth are in the process of winning. So. This is the light of Hanukkah, and as we know, so Chafhei is, you know, uh, Hanu, Hanukkah. They rested on the 25th. So the 25th is that day, you know, um, with this we bench the Yidden. In this day, a day of miracles, when the 25th comes, it's a day of such a miracle of accessing the truth of who we are. Finding that, that jar of oil, or creating it, whichever one, I'm not sure. Accessing. Let's use that, use, let's use that cor- politically correct word. Accessing the cruise of oil that nobody else could find, no one else could access, no one else could create. It's uniquely ours. It's part of the ultimate truth of Hashem's truth. And we uniquely have access to it. Accessing that, which then gives us the ability to illuminate the world in a way that it shocks us in, in its power, that happens on the 25th of Kislev. So since it ended up being my birthday, I bench everybody. A year of illumination, a life of illumination, illumination forever, Mashiach experience inside, outside, no more struggle, no more suffering, no more illness, no more... No more anything. No more hunger. No more lack. But just pure light emanating from within ourselves, from within the Torah, from within Mashiach, from within Hashem, out into the entire world, making the entire world into a luminous base of Nevisha. Dear for Hashem, Begulam Mitis Vashlema, Beilach and Chanukah to everybody.